Hey, Joshua Segafis here. On this podcast, I teach men and women how to increase their attraction, level up their dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. If you're sick of a dating or relationship life that sucks, stick around. This is exactly where you want to be. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Joshua Segafis here. Listen, I just opened up my new mastermind tribe, an exclusive community where alpha-minded men and women can get the individualized coaching and guidance they need to truly level up their dating game and embrace the alpha mentality. Find it at joshuasegafis.com forward slash mastermind tribe or check below. You should find a link in the comments. It's free for the first month. And if you believe in anything I say or talk about, this is the ultimate mastermind tribe for you. Go sign up. I'll see you there and we'll crush it together. Now let's get on to today's episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Joshua Segevis YouTube and Podcast. This is the YouTube and Podcast show where we talk about leveling up your attraction, improving your dating game, and embracing the alpha mentality. First of all, hit the thumbs up button. Hit the subscribe button. Let's YouTube know that you like the content, want to see more of it. Helps me out a bunch. Thank you so much. And then let's go ahead and get into this. Okay, so tonight I was doing a little bit of research, and I ran into, I ran into something called High conflict personality. Um, the actual term, yeah, high conflict personality. And I was like, well, what is that? You know, because when you're talking about the alpha mentality, when you're talking about dating, it's important to have conflicts the appropriate way. Like, on one hand, you can be too nice, let people walk all over you. Mm -hmm. That's not good. That's what conflict averse people do. But on the other hand, if you just, you know, are kind of the kind of person who finds conflict in everything. Well, that's not good either, right? So it's a balance. The more and more I grow accustomed to talking about these things, and the more and more that I learn about these things, the more I learn that there's usually always a balance. There's usually always some good and some bad in it, no matter what you're talking about. And so finding a balance, a healthy balance, is the right answer, right? So when it comes to your dating life, you don't want to be a doormat, but you also don't want to just be, you know, you don't want to be a butt face either, right? You you need to fall somewhere in the middle. You need to be reasonable and rational, but you also need to take no nonsense. <clears throat> so I'm going to read a little, a uh, little bit from this article. Psychology Today article talks about this a little bit. Uh, this was written by Bill Eddy. Uh, how to quickly spot high conflict people. And so uh, I'm, I'm just going to read a little bit of this. Uh, high conflict people, HCPs they're called, have high conflict personalities. This means that they have an ongoing pattern of all or nothing thinking, unmanaged emotions, extreme behavior or threats, and a preoccupation with blaming others. They have a target of blame, whom they regularly bully, harass, blame, humiliate, annoy, spread rumors about, and subject to many other adversarial behaviors. This pattern increases and maintains interpersonal conflicts rather than reducing or resolving them, which is what most people try to do. Okay, so this is obviously a very extreme example, right? But I think that this is good to look at because this is an example, I mean, I feel like it's obvious, goes without saying, this is the kind of person you don't want to be. But notice this, how in in this description, and I'm going to pin this article in the, in the description for this so you can look at it, because Bill Eddy did a good job, I feel like, of, of um, describing this. 
so what really gets my my attention here is that they have a preoccupation with blaming others. Now, when it comes to conflict, one thing that I've noticed about conflict is that you, you have to take responsibility, right? Uh, if you want to be the kind of person who produces results, gets good results, is effective in life, you have to take responsibility. So part of that means you don't blame other people for the problems. But, but you also have to draw healthy boundaries. So so that's kind of a tricky thing. And a lot of people get lost in that trail. Like they, they get lost in that. And I'm, so I'm going to give you kind of an example. Uh, let's say that you... I'm trying to think of a good example to give here. Um, I'm trying to think of an example that I've had happen to me. Um, okay, let's say that you are talking to somebody, right? And they, you know, maybe a potential dating partner, and you're talking, whatever. Or maybe it's your your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever. And they say something really rude to you, okay? Now, uh, some people who are very conflict-averse will avoid it. They'll just kind of, it'll hurt, but they won't address it. And the reason they don't want to address it is because they don't want to upset the person, usually. So they're like, they'd rather avoid a fight than to go ahead and have the conflict. Now this is, obviously, this is beta-minded thinking because you're not drawing any healthy boundaries. You're letting this person treat you like a doormat, right? And generally the people who have the biggest problem with this are people who have a scarcity mindset. They're dating from a position of sexual scarcity. And so, you know, they might be afraid of the conflict or they might be afraid that if they mess this up, you know, by causing a fight, they won't find anything better. They have like low, maybe they have low opinion of themselves. Um, maybe they have low self-esteem, right? So now it could be, it could be a wide range of different things, but generally that's what it comes down to. They're afraid of the conflict. The conflict is uncomfortable and they fear the repercussions of the conflict, right? So that's not a good way to be. We can't be conflict averse. However, if you're the kind of person who sits and picks apart everything someone says, that doesn't work either. So like, yeah, it's good to call out the rude thing the person says to you, but if they say something, you know, that's a little bit off, but they didn't mean it to be rude, well, you could choose to have a big fight about it. But like, what what's the point? And what good is it doing, right? Because, because the goal is not to never have bad things said to us. The goal is to be effective, right? And we can't be effective if we're letting people walk over us. We cannot command respect and let people walk all over us. And, and if you're going to be effective, you have to be able to command respect. But see, there's also an element when you're commanding respect, you have to balance it with empathy and with nurturing and with being consoler in chief, right? Especially with the alpha mentality. If you're listening to this, hopefully you embrace the alpha mentality and you believe in taking responsibility for life and being a leader to, to lift up your tribe and to, to make life better. Take responsibility for something and, and become a leadership figure, right? Okay, so you have to balance those two things. So, so if someone says something and, you know, maybe it sounds a little rude and then, you know, you you maybe investigate a little bit and you realize that they just kind of misspoke. Okay, well, you know, there's no point in getting 
you know, mad and having a conflict about that. It's just not empathetic and it's a waste of time and it's, it's, and it's not nice to them either because then they might learn to just walk on eggshells around you because if they can't say anything perfectly, then they're, then they're just going to get in trouble, you know. And so maybe there's an argument to be had for it's better for people to walk on eggshells around you than it is for people to treat you like a doormat. However, neither of those outcomes are good, right? Um, both of them are at least subpar. What you want is you want for people to respect you and to like you um, to a point. You, 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 but you're not trying to make people like you. You're also not trying to get people to respect you. You're just refusing to tolerate disrespect and you're behaving in such a way and creating value for people that it makes rational people liking you more likely, right? Rational people are more likely to like you because you exhibit high value life tendencies, right? So this is kind of the goal. Um, our goal isn't to go out to be well-liked. Our goal is to go out and do effective, productive things. And then people are most likely going to like us when we do that. Okay, so now <clears throat> I used to have a huge problem with conflict. I used to be a real bugger. Like I would just, I would latch on to something and not let it go, right? But a lot of it was because I was very defensive. I had very low self-esteem and I, I looked at everything like it was an attack all the time. And that's not a good way to be. I'll tell you from experience, it's not a good way to be. Because that mindset crashed and burned a lot of my relationships. Because I was impossible to deal with. If, if somebody quote unquote slighted me, you know, with their, with their words or actions or whatever, um, I was just ready to throw down and fight about it. Now, that came later, early, early in my life. I was actually conflict-averse, and so I would tend not to say anything. I would just let people kind of do whatever, and generally then I ended up being a doormat. So I kind of swung, see, I swung really hard, the pendulum. I, I existed in the beginning as kind of a doormat, and then I got mad about that. And then I swung really hard over and kind of became a mean, just a real mean butthole. And so that wasn't good. Like neither of those outcomes were good. They were not good for my relationships. They did not produce favorable outcomes. Neither of them embraced the alpha mentality, right? You cannot, you can't swing too far either way. You have to find a healthy medium spot where you command respect. You maintain healthy boundaries. You empathize and, and you care for the people around you in your tribe. And also you take no nonsense and you address things when they happen, you know. So, and it takes some practice, man. I used to tell this joke when I used to do public speaking about um, dating. I did that for a little while and um, I haven't done it much lately. But, uh, but one of the things I used to say when I was talking about conflict was it takes practice to learn how to navigate a conflict well. So, <laughs> so my, the joke was, um, so then what you should try to do is go out and get into as many arguments as you can so that you can practice having conflict, which is not, <laughs> that's not the way to do it. Um, but there's some truth to the fact that um, it does really take practice 
to get good at having conflict. And if you're conflict averse, the problem is that you never get any experience with it, right? But if all you're doing is having conflict, you can have a tendency to grow, to grow um, to where you are uh, numb to the pain you are causing other people with your actions. You have to you have to have a bit of empathy, but see a lot of really mean people, they shut that off. Or maybe they just don't come by it naturally. Like it depends on the person. But but see a person who's empathizing with other people will try to have some kind of heart for what that person might be feeling. Now you can't let that overrule you though. That it has to just be a process going on in the system because if you allow yourself for example to be governed by guilt that is a very bad direction to go in you should never respond to guilt directly so in other words if I do something for someone because I feel guilty that actually puts me in one of the weakest most beta-minded positions, right? Because because you're not actually doing it for that person. You're doing it to satiate the, or not satiate, you're doing it to absolve your own feelings of guilt. You're literally a slave to your own emotions, right? You have no control over it. And guilt is a powerful emotion. And you can't, you cannot just cave into that. That's a very weak place to be. Men are most easily manipulated through guilt. When a man starts to feel guilty is when, and he starts to cave into guilt, he loses masculine frame. He loses all sense of his alpha mentality because he becomes a slave to this, almost like this pain, right, inside of him. And, and so he'll do anything to absolve himself of it. We have to learn to master our guilt. And, and women too, uh, women are the same way. They, they will do a lot to try to absolve themselves of guilt, and it's not a good road to go down. So, so yeah, conflict is tricky because there's a lot of moving parts to that. But the key, the key is, is this: when you start to put up boundaries, and you start to enforce them in a in a positive and healthy way, what's going to happen is you're going to run into a lot of micro conflicts. A lot of them, like, um, you know, you're gonna you're gonna run into a lot of little conflicts with people all throughout the day, and at first that's gonna seem like a lot and a big deal. But you, as you have those conflicts, you learn that you don't have to be mean about it. You don't have to be a jerk, right? You don't have to let your feelings run away with you. You just, you know, someone does something that's not appropriate. You kind of call it out. You say, hey, I um, I noticed you did that. I just want to let you know, like, you can't do that. You know, I, I know you probably didn't mean it. Um, I like you a lot. Or, you know, I love you. You're super cool. So, you know, it's not a huge deal. But would you, like, like I just want to communicate that with you. Is, is Does that sound good? Like, maybe don't do that again. <laughs> and, and, and we're cool. So does that sound good? You know, so you can you can approach it in a gentle way rather than saying, hey, you know, you, you know, you piece of crap. Why would you do that? What in the world is wrong with you? You know, and then attacking them. Like you don't have to attack someone, especially if you care about them. And that's another thing when you go into conflict, having healthy conflict, you have to, 
you have to take into account whether or not you care about this person, right? So the, the actually the default question is whether or not this person is going to remain in your life. And then that question is contingent upon, at least in part, whether or not you care about them. And you have to make an intelligent decision about whether or not you care about them and how much you care about them, right? So are you committed to them? These are all questions that only you can answer, and you have to answer them for yourself because they also dictate how you have conflict. Because if you don't actually care about someone and they're just a, a person, then you could maybe say, well, if you do not agree to respect my boundaries, you can walk right away. You're, I'm done with you. With them, so so that's a real hard, that's a real hard ultimatum. But that's fine if you don't care about anyone, but you got to be careful with ultimatums with people you love and care about. It, it, I'm not saying that you never have them, but I'm saying that you got to you you want to be gentle about those things because you have to understand that that hard ultimatums are hard for a reason, and they don't put the other party in a place where they have any power. And you wouldn't want to take power away from people that you love. You would want to empower them, right? So the way you empower the people you love in a conflict is by speaking your truth without attacking. And then you leave room for them to speak their truth. And, you know, you empathize with them and you try to work toward a solution, right? without taking any nonsense. So you do not have to go on the attack to put up healthy boundaries. You do not have to do that. Those are two different things. You, you want to have a heart for the people you care about. And so going back to this high conflict people thing, see this is a very extreme example. High conflict people they have an ongoing pattern of all or nothing thinking. See, it's extreme. They have unmanaged emotions caving into their guilt, their rage, their bitterness, whatever. They have extreme behavior or threats. See, these are going on the attack and a preoccupation with blaming others, and that's not taking responsibility, right? So, for example, like, if my friend said something rude to me, or a dating partner said something rude to me, What's the context of it? Did they see something rude to me because, like, maybe, maybe they said something rude to me because I showed up to the date and then said, oh, I don't have any money. Would you go ahead and get this? And so they say something rude to me because they think that my behavior is careless. Well, that's a much different context than if we both get there and they just unprovoked say something mean, right? So... So there's a, if I blame them, say, you're rude, well, I'm not looking at myself. Uh, maybe I need to learn from that situation. And if they say something rude to me, maybe I need to, I need to, well, I need to have healthy boundaries, but I should have also had the self-responsibility to bring my money with me. And then if I didn't, I should have had the self-responsibility to say, hey, I didn't bring my money. You go ahead and eat. I'm just going to chill and I'm just going to hang out with you. I'm not going to eat anything because because I didn't. I didn't bring my money. That's on me. My bad. And, you know, that's not your problem, obviously. So you shouldn't have to pay for it. See, that's taking responsibility for the situation. But so many people don't actually take responsibility. They want to act like a victim. They want to act entitled. 
And that's a whole thing here. This high conflict people, this is like they're blaming other people. They have a target of blame whom they regularly bully, harass, humiliate, annoy, spread rumors about. And their, their conflicts tend to escalate rather than being resolved, right? We also, we also have to be really careful about escalating conflicts. We don't want to escalate them. We want to resolve them, right? We want to get them wrapped up. That's the caring thing to do, to get it figured out. Oftentimes, so much of a conflict, like if it turns into an argument or a fight, so much of it is so pointless. It's just people start to get defensive and go on the attack. And it's very pointless. And if we can learn how to recognize when that's going to happen and you know, we don't let ourselves get into that trap. Oh, yawning here. It's kind of getting late. I've been up late working, so I'm filming this video because I, I came across this and I just thought this was super interesting and I, I thought this could be useful. Um, because people do have to, they have to learn how to have healthy conflict in, in, a, in their dating life. They can't be conflict diverse, but they also can't be a jerk. Right. Uh, so with that being said, with that being said, it's really important to, to keep all of those things in balance. Empathy for the other person, care for the other person. We've got to be self-responsible. We don't want to blame other people. Can't act like a victim. Also can't be a doormat. Got to call things out. But, you know, oh, what I was saying before is, you can say the minimum rather than launching into see people who launch into a huge tirade about something simple are the kind of people who let it all back up and then it all spills out they're not having the micro conflicts they need to have in the in the moment to moment time you know they're not dealing with stuff as it's happening those are conflict averse people conflict averse people are some of the most unpredictable dangerous people because because they let it all boil, they let it all soar up and then it boils over one day, right? It's gonna happen. And if it doesn't happen at you, it's gonna happen at someone, something, somewhere, right? Um, and it, so it's not good, Don't we don't wanna be that way. We need to have those little conflicts when they happen and get them out of the way, but then we don't have to go into a big thing about it. If someone says something rude to me, I say, hey, that was a, a rude thing you said. Like, that was rude. That, you know, that's all I have to say. I just called it out. I don't have to say it was rude, and you did this in your past, blah, 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 and your mom is this, and blah, 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 and, and you know, where do you get off, blah, 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 blah. I just say, hey, that was a rude thing you said. Why did you say that? You know, and then, it, then the ball's in their court. They have been called out. And then they, they can do what they think is best and see. It doesn't have to launch into a fight. Hopefully it doesn't. Of course, human emotions are fickle and they get the better of us oftentimes. So you can't blame yourself or beat yourself up if you do get angry sometimes or you do launch into something, you know, because that happens. But we have to also make it a learning experience. We have to be growing. We can't just keep doing that over and over again and not change, right? Um, that's one place where guilt is a little useful is because when we feel guilty, if we attack someone in a conflict, you know, 
then when that guilt hits us, we think, well, that's unpleasant. It's time to change. You know, I don't want to experience that again. Now, and then you dismiss the guilt. You don't let the guilt run you. I often say that the very first pang of guilt you feel after doing something regrettable is the only useful pang. After that, it's just, it doesn't matter anymore. You just, you, you need to absolve yourself of it. You need to forgive yourself and move on because it's not, it's not worth it. That guilt will only be destructive to you after you feel the first initial pain. Because all you need is to feel the guilt to become aware of it, and then it's done its job. It's let you know, hey, you don't want to act that way again. Like, you don't want to act that way again. Like, literally, that's like your brain telling you that, right? It's pretty amazing. Uh, we are such complex creatures, and yet we can struggle so much with controlling our own bodies and our own words and our own actions. Sometimes our emotions get the better of us. I once heard it said, um, and I was listening. Um, I was listening to the audiobook "Man's Guide to Women" by John Gottman. I'm pretty sure that's what I was listening to. Uh, and they were talking about emotions. So, like, what are emotions? Emotions give us a course of action when for some reason like logic hasn't had time to kick in or we don't have enough information. It's like you put your hand on the burn. Uh, you feel that pain. So you jerk your hand away, right? Um, that was like a reflex. So emotions are kind of like a reflex, right? Um, someone says something makes you angry, you get angry. Maybe that wasn't the most rational thing to do, but it was a reflex. And there are times when emotional reflexes, like, like having those emotions are very useful, right? Very useful, um, especially in more primitive settings when we were cavemen, you know, that's when they were the most useful. In modern day settings, they're not always quite so useful, uh, but they still, they're still there. We still have to deal with them, right? All right, with that being said, I have found this, um, I found this high conflict personality thing interesting because I think it gives us a, like an extreme example to look at. And again, I'm going to pin this article down below so you can read it. I suggest you read it and try not to be that. <laughs> so basically read it, compare yourself to it, and then think, okay, well, I'm going to try not to do these things. I'm going to try to do the opposite of this. Not the complete opposite. I'm going to try to have a balanced approach. I try to balance my empathy with my my willingness to have micro conflicts in the short term, um, and then remember that it's loving to have conflicts with people that you care about. You want to talk about the things that are wrong so that you can fix them. That's a very loving thing to do. Um, and if, and they might get upset at you. Okay. You cannot be afraid of upsetting people. Not if you want to be an alpha. Not if you want to be in a leadership position. Not if you want to affect real change. To strive to affect any real change, you have to risk upsetting people. Because to change is uncomfortable. By default, you're going to upset people sometimes. Whatever. It comes with the territory. Uh, if you were a doctor and you were trying to open someone up to remove an infected um, Appendix, appendix, appendix. If someone had a, you know, a, 
an infected appendix is about to burst and your doctor and you you know you cut into it because you're taking it out to save their life well they're not gonna like that very much either right so oftentimes trying to affect positive change uh, is not very pleasant and people will react to it with it you know at least sometimes in a not very good way and that's okay you've got to learn to be understanding you've got to learn to give people time and space You've got to learn to help them when you can and let them continue to have power over their life because it is their life at the end of the day. You can't force help onto anyone, right? However, having these micro-conflicts with people you love in the day-to-day -day where you just say enough to try to deal with it. You just say, hey, that was a rude thing you said. Why did you say that? Um, that's enough. You don't have to attack them. That's the most loving thing you can do. It's the most loving thing you can do because that's you saying I care about you I don't want to attack you but what you said bothered me and I want to get it resolved so that we can go back to being friends to or to being you know boyfriend girlfriend so we go go back to having a secure functional positive relationship right that's what's all about it's not easy do not think it's easy. It's not easy for me. It's not easy for anyone else. It takes practice. It takes a lot of practice and learning. I still mess up almost every day trying to have healthy balance in my conflicts. But I will say this. I'm way better now than I was a year ago. I'm way, way better now than I was five years ago. So you get better if you learn. You know, you get better. And every day I get a little bit better. And hopefully you will too. That's the whole goal. All right. That's all I've got for this one. Go with grace, my friends. Never give up your power. This is Josh Segafis signing off. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit www.joshuasegafis.com. Catch you on the flip side.